your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I am Josh Hyman. I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today, sort of continuing to recap last night's game between the St. Louis Blues and Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I'm not going to try to repeat all the points I had with Tommy on the other episode we did, but then we continue to talk about that. And then we'll be looking at the Blues' next few games in their schedule. Uh, Got some tough opponents coming up. And then we're at about the 25% mark of the regular season. Blues are 20 games in. So I'm going to be looking at the first 20 games as a whole, talking about what I liked, what I didn't like, and more. Uh, but before we get into all that, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there who is making us their first listen of the day. Whether it's on YouTube, you're hopping in as soon as the notification uh, bar hits, whenever you know we're streaming, or you're listening to your uh, podcast episode with your morning coffee. We appreciate anyone out there who starts their day off with the Locked On Blues podcast. Um, JTAP, thanks for being in chat. He, uh, I'll let you know about that ghost pepper. You're keeping track of the Locked On player of the game. We appreciate that. Um, still haven't gotten confirmation from Tommy. I would do it. I'll just put it there. I would do it. Um, but we'll have to see if Tommy's on board as well to, to up for a little challenge. That being said, the St. Louis Blues took on the Vegas Golden Knights last night and beat them 5-2. to two. Tommy and I did do a recap uh, after the game. That's up on YouTube now and then should be going up on uh, Apple Mu- or Apple Podcasts and Spotify around the same time as this episode. So if you're listening to them back-to-back, I'm going to try to do my best to not repeat a whole lot of points that we talked about yesterday. But I do want to give a little bit more of a take on the game last night, especially talking about the early start, hot start from the Vegas Golden Knights going up 2 nothing, and then the Blues being able to rally back and stay in the game. I think last night's win was one of the most important wins the Blues have had all season. Uh, obviously, Vegas isn't exactly the powerhouse that they've been the past few seasons. They're struggling defensively a little bit. But that being said, they're still a really, really strong team, and they've given the Blues trouble every time they've played. Uh, and early on in last night's game, it really was uh, not looking great uh, for the Blues. I was very dejected, very discouraged after giving up those first two goals because I think that that's something that we have seen out of the Blues a lot, not just this season, um, but I think it's been a trend in the past that the Blues have been susceptible of, to giving up a couple early goals and then just having it take them out for the rest of the game and you know not really not really playing in the next you know they gave up two goals in ten minutes and it would have been very very easy for the next you know forty eight minutes a game. For them to just sort of coast and, and say, man, we'll, we'll get them in the next one. Um, but the Blues being able to rebound and rally in what was uh, admittedly one of their poorer starts of the season, um, being able to play as consistently as they did offensively after that and not let it slow their role is a really good sign. You know, the fact that this Blues team can win in all different ways and it, does, it doesn't just have to be the, the games where they dominate uh, every area of the puck. There's going to be games like last night where the defense really drops the ball um, and knowing that they can sort of rely on the offense to to carry the weight of maybe where the defense is lacking is is nice. Um, it's it's good to know that you know based on last night the Blues can be in any game no matter what the score is. You know no matter how many goals they're down, uh, we know that they're capable of putting up five unanswered goals on a team like Vegas, who again not the best defensive team in the league, but no slouch either. Uh, definitely one of the tougher opponents the Blues have faced this year. One of the tougher opponents they will face. And they came out with a with a really strong win, 
and Jade Seven mentions in chat wasn't happy with their play. I mean, I wasn't thrilled with their play either. Too. Um, anytime you give up two goals in the opening ten minutes, it's it's clear that there's a bit of a problem with the structure, a bit of a problem with the intensity of your team. If you're coming out and, and giving up goals that early, and obviously that's not a trend that we want to see the Blues repeat. Um, but that being said, the fact that not only did they come out and have probably their worst start of the season, giving up two like really, really, really easy goals to Vegas early, um, wide open rebound goal where the defense was nowhere to be seen, and then a breakaway goal where again the defense was nowhere to be seen. The Blues looked atrocious in those opening 10 minutes, they not only were they losing, but they were looking really, really bad doing it. They were looking like a team that had no business starting out the regular season five. And I even tweeted that I even tweeted, I have no idea how this is the same team we saw start the season five and oh, and then all of a sudden in two minutes and 15 seconds, they reminded us about that team that started off the season five and oh, scoring six goals a game, because this is an offense that is extremely potent and extremely dangerous and can strike at any time. If they catch opposing defenses sleeping. And we saw that, against Vegas. Vegas sort of took their foot off the gas just a tiny little bit once they went up 2 nothing, And the next thing they know, three shifts later, they're losing 3-2. to two, And then by the end of the game, it's 5-2. Uh, so the Blues are definitely a team that uh, other opponent that their opponents are going to start taking seriously when it comes to that. And it's got to be um, inspiring to know that you can come back from deficits like that. You know, it, it's a, it's a t- statement win for the rest of the season. Every time the Blues go down early because it's inevitable it's gonna happen it's gonna happen in the regular season it's gonna happen if the in the playoffs if and when they make it there there'll be games where they give up the first or second goal pretty early in the game uh and in knowing to have this game as a reference point looking back and say hey we scored five unanswered goals against vegas that time you know let's do it again and whether that's next week when they go down a goal you know next month when they go down a few goals having last night's win to sort of bait go off of is is a huge momentum for the team in terms of whenever they're going to need a comeback win because there's going to be some games where they run away with it early on and, you know they don't have to battle back but there's also going to be games where they probably deserve to lose early on and battle back uh, and we saw that last night so definitely not the prettiest game from the blues but the offense was fun to watch and like I'm going to be talking about in the second segment, they got a couple games coming up that are going to be pretty important before they play the Tampa Bay Lightning at the end of the month. Um, they're playing Detroit, Chicago, and Columbus, three teams that are pretty decent, Columbus being the best of the three uh, record-wise, but the teams that are all sort of middle of the road, uh, the Blues should beat. The Blues sh- should look better on paper, but as we've seen this season, the Blues have a really bad habit of playing down to their opponents and allowing their opponents to stay in games regardless of their skill. Um, but last night, we saw the exact opposite. So the second segment, I'm going to be talking about how I think the Blues can carry that momentum into their next stretch of games because they're going to be pretty important, pretty testy to get them um, some meaningful points in the standings in the Central Division. But that being said, before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. With Thanksgiving right around the corner, I'm actually flying home tonight, like right after I record this ep- this episode, uh, to go have Thanksgiving with my family. And one thing I know is definitely going to be on the table is a Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving so much, all the food and treats. There's so much to choose from. But maybe you want a yummy, tasty dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar and makes you want to fall asleep for a week and a half afterwards, which is the perfect time for Built Bar, the brand-new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, with plenty of protein. 
You can replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar, or maybe you want to put down that raspberry pie and grab yourself a raspberry built bar. There's so many different options to choose from, and the best part is they're all healthy, low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein, and they're tasty too, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, grab yourself a Built Bar or two. And plus, there's going to be new surprises coming out all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And Thanksgiving around the corner means Black Friday is right around the corner as well. And Built Bar Black Friday is going to be crazy. They're going to be having so many different surprises, so many good discounts and deals. You're going to can't miss that. Got to check them out. And if you want to, you got to go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And I'll be right back with segment two of today's episode. All right. So moving forward, moving on into segment two of the episode, I'll hop into chat real quick. JTAP says he gets the first round exit feeling from this team, and it's frustrating because I was excited by the team on paper. They just don't seem like they have what it takes. Then again, they didn't seem like it in January of 19 when they were in last place either. Yeah, so that's sort of around the theme of what I was going to be talking about with segments two and three of this episode. We are about 25% of the way into the season, 20 games played for the St. Louis Blues, um, and we've seen a very inconsistent team. We've seen a team that at times look like looks like an absolute Stanley Cup contender that can beat anyone. And then we've also seen a team that loses to the one-win Arizona Coyotes. They have more than one now, but you know, at the time, it was the one-win Arizona Coyotes. And it was a very embarrassing, brutal loss. And I was with you, JTAP. I said, there's no way that this team can make some noise in the playoffs if they're going to play like this. But then, all of a sudden, they turn the corner, they flip the page, and they come up with a big win against the San Jose Sharks. And you're like, all right, sweet. The momentum is back. This team is going to continue to have success. You know, that that loss against the, the Coyotes woke them up. Uh, and then they go out and they lose 4-1 to to the Dallas Stars and give up two shorthanded goals. And, and it's like, as a fan, you're like, well, well, then what do we expect of this team? You know, they have a statement loss against the Arizona Coyotes, and then they come out with a huge win against the San Jose Sharks and put up 50 shots. And you're like, oh, great, everything is fixed. And then they go back out against the Stars, and you see all the same problems, the same habits coming back. Um, and it got me worried. But then they come out against the Vegas Golden Knights, and in the first 10 minutes, continue to look like that team that lost to Arizona and that lost to Dallas. And then after that, they flip the switch and look like the team that whooped Vegas or whooped San Jose 5-1 and whooped all the teams at the beginning of the season. Um, so I think if this Blues team gets consistent and we can see the team that we saw last night against Vegas, you know, from the 10-minute mark of the first period on in the rest of the games this season and in the playoffs, then they can absolutely make some noise. But I, I definitely get the the worry that the consistency is going to be the Achilles heel of this team um, just because of the, the highs and lows of this season have been so drastic. You know, best start in franchise history, scoring six goals a game. Um, Jordan Cairo looking like an absolute superstar. You know, everyone on offense is rolling. Um, and then all of a sudden flip, you flip the script and it looks like the Blues put together a defense that doesn't know how to play a consistent 60 minutes of hockey, forwards that can't generate any sort of five-on-five offense, power play that can't generate anything, a penalty kill that's given up shorties left and right. We've just seen two completely different sides of this Blues team at times, and that that is concerning on one hand. But on the other hand, you can you can maybe attribute that to the fact that they are bringing some new guys into the lineup this year. Um, it's, it's different, you know, they got some different, uh, guys in different spots, you know, the, the 
emergence of Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas has led to them getting more ice time. Uh, they got guys on the third line that don't typically play on the third line. They got a defense that's uh, shaky and not that consistent. Uh, so you could also, you know, subscribe to the notion that the Blues are just figuring things out and the peak of their play is more the norm of what we'll see. I think the truth is sort of in the middle. I don't think the Blues are nearly as good as that opening win streak because that would have been like, you know, the best team in NHL history, scoring six goals a game and not losing any games. Um, but I also don't think they're nearly as bad as the Blues we've seen in the losses to Arizona and the losses to Dallas and the other tough losses we've seen this season. You know, they're, they're not as good as their highs and they're not as bad as their lows. I think they're somewhere in the middle. You know, obviously, that's sort of a, a rhetorical statement there. But that being said, I, I think through the first 20 games, we've seen more good than bad. Um, and if the blues are going to, you know, follow the traditional path of an NHL season and sort of what their, what's their traditional path is, you know, sort of gearing up towards playoff time. And as the season goes on, they get better and better. Um, we've seen that the last few seasons only for them to sort of peter out once the playoffs come around, uh, and, and struggle, you know, drastically in the first round of the playoffs in the last two seasons. But that being said, they've continued to improve as the season goes on in every one of those seasons, and especially in the Stanley Cup season. Uh, So, I mean, I think we've seen them do that so far. I think we've seen them improve as the season has gone on. Um, It's been tough. You know, they've taken two steps forward and one big step back at times, or, you know, one step forward, two steps back at times, you know, looking like they've got everything figured out. And then they come out the next night and look like they've got nothing figured out. Um, So it's been frustrating for sure to watch this team and and not really know what you're going to get on any given night. But that being said, you can't discount how good this team has looked at times. Like, yeah, they've looked really, really bad at times, especially again at Arizona a week and a half ago or whenever that was. Um, but then you look at the the highs that this team has had as well, and you look at the way that they've played against some contenders and the way that they've you know been able to come back in games and battle back, even in those two losses against Carolina and Edmonton. I think those are two of the strongest games the Blues have had this season. Even though they lost both of them, they battled back every single time they got scored on. They stayed in the game. They gave up some late back-breaking goals, but... They looked consistent, they looked strong, and they looked like they could contend in those games. And that's going to be what it's going to take to have success throughout the remainder of the regular season. They got a tough stretch coming up with Detroit, who has been a pretty sneaky good team this year. Um, Chicago, who those those games are always going to be um, fun but stressful. You know, Chicago always plays St. Louis tough. St. Louis always plays Chicago tough, vice versa, regardless of the records. Chicago's been struggling this year, but I still expect that game to be a challenge for the Blues. And then after that, they got a real tough stretch of three games against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are 10-6 and six at the moment. They've looked really strong. Um, and then they got two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning, not on back-to-back days, but back-to-back games against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. So um, I think these next four or five games, however many I just said, are going to be really, really important to test the St. Louis Blues because, like I said, they're a quarter of the way into the season. Um, and so you can't really say, oh, yeah, it's the beginning of the year. They're still figuring it out. Now it gets to the point where you really want to be in a playoff spot. I don't know what the statistic is, but teams that are in a playoff spot around Thanksgiving time make the playoffs 95% of the time or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's this is right around Thanksgiving is, is when – um, you sort of start to see the playoff races formulate and you don't really see big jumps anymore. You don't see teams, you know, making runs a whole lot. The standings um, 
where the standings are at toward towards the end of this week and next week are where they're probably going to be for the remainder of the regular season. You know, if the Blues find themselves in third place in the Central in a week and a half, two weeks, then they're probably going to be battling, you know, with those other teams for the one, two, or three spot in that division or a wild card spot. But if the Blues can run away with these next few games and maybe get some ground ahead of them for first place in the Central, then they'll be a contender for the remainder of the season. So oftentimes, you know, we're we're reaching the point where the the, the standings are going to start to fall into place and we're not going to see uh, as close of a race as we've been seeing to start the year. Teams are going to sort of find their consistency, whether that's consistently good or consistently bad. Uh, we're going to see teams fall into place, and it's going to be really important for the Blues to establish themselves in a comfortable position in the playoff race. So when they inevitably, you know, hit hit a, a rough patch down the road, go on an inevitable losing streak, they don't have to worry about falling out of a playoff spot um, and you know having to battle back when it gets to crunch time. They need to bank as many points as they can early, and they've done a good job of that. Uh, the record isn't as pretty as I think we were hoping it was going to be based on the start of the season, but they are in a, a good contending spot for the playoffs at the moment. Um, and they got some games against some Eastern Conference opponents coming up as well, um, plus the Chicago Blackhawks divisional opponents. So some games where they don't really have to worry about yeah, a four-point swing, you know, not divisional matchups, should be easy points to gain ground on the rest of their division. And they're going to have big tests as well. Like I said, two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's always, always going to be a nightmare. Um, so huge tests for the Blues coming up. And that being said, I want to kind of take a look at the statistics of the Blues throughout the first 20 games, look at their special teams, power play, goal scoring, f- sort of try to identify what's been working for the Blues through the first 20 games and what hasn't been. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to tell everybody about our good friends over at Bet Online. If you think the Blues are going to have a good stretch coming up, or maybe you're like some of the other some of the other fans who's not too high on the Blues this year. You think they might not even make the playoff. You could put your money where your mouth is and check out Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we know what that means. Football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered for all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on to receive that bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That is Bet Online. They're stuffed with deals Thanksgiving, so make sure you check them out. And we'll be right back with segment three of today's episode. All right. So the St. Louis Blues are at the 20 or 18 game mark. I've been saying 20 all episodes, so joke's on me there. Um, they're at the 18 game mark of the regular season, but there are a lot of teams at the 20 game mark. So I want to sort of take a look at the NHL, how the Blues have been faring in comparison. Uh, first stat, goals per game. The Blues have continued to uh, have a really strong offense. They are eighth right now in scoring at 3.3 goals per game. I think we knew that the Blues were going to have a really, really strong offense this year, um, and that's shown. Um, one thing that kind of sticks out to me, though, is looking at goals allowed per game. The Blues are actually 10th, so they're in the top third in terms of best, or I guess I wouldn't say best defense because that's not always uh, what the indication is, but they're in the top third in terms of allowing the fewest goals, which I wouldn't have expected given the way that they've lost some of these games, given the 
the way that their defense has looked at times, but the Blues have a top 10 offense and defense in the league at the moment. Um, I'm not sure how many other teams can say that. Um, and especially, I'm not sure how many other teams can say that that aren't considered contenders. Um, I, th- I know Calgary's up there. They've had a ton of shutouts. Um, I'm assuming maybe Colorado. No, Colorado's not even up there. They've been allowing a, a decent amount of goals. So there's not a whole lot of teams that can say that they have a top 10 offense and defense. And the St. Louis Blues are one of them. Or, I don't know if they have a top 10 defense, but a top top 10 goals allowed per game. Um, still impressive means that their offense is doing a very good job. Also, they're doing a good job of keeping pucks out of the net anyways. Um, with the suspect defensive play means that if, if this defense continues to even improve, we might see it get even better. But the real exciting stats for me is the power play being second ranked in the NHL. Now the Edmonton Oilers are at a 40% clip on their power play, which is just ridiculous. Um, 10% higher than the next highest team. But if the Edmonton Oilers, uh, weren't you know so broken on the power play and it was just a normal race it would be pretty pretty close because the blues are at 28.9 percent predators are at 28.6 percent um and then you got the oilers at 39.6 just blowing everybody out of the water but the blues have had a really really strong power play this year um we've seen that the last few games brendan Saad has been uh otherworldly on the power play three straight games with power play goals two games in a row where he's just been the net front presence battling for rebounds you know making life difficult for opposing penalty kills blues have been really really strong on the power play uh and that's something that teams are gonna have to take notice of if the blues offense is as consistent as it is at five on five as it was at times and the power play is humming their blues are going to be a very very dangerous team to face the penalty kill started out hot for the blues and has trailed off a little bit as of late they find themselves at 13th in the nhl with an 82 percent penalty kill um i'm a little concerned about that just considering how hot that penalty kill started they were like 94 percent for a while and then the last few games they've they've really struggled um i think part of that is due to the return of oscar Sundqvist. not to say that he's been bad by any means but i think the penalty kills have gotten a little bit shaken up um in terms of the personnel on them which just could just simply lead to guys not being as comfortable out there um, but I do think the penalty kill will return to form. It looked really, really strong at times. Um, and it looks like it's just a little out of source lately. I don't think the norm is this 82% that we've seen. I think they have a, the potential to be top 10 in both special teams as well. I think the power play is going to stay hot. And if the penalty kill can get back up to speed as well, um, the blues are going to be really, really dangerous at special teams, which is always a good, a good statistic to have. In terms of producing shots, the Blues are up there as well at 6th in the NHL with 34 shots per game. So they're generating a ton of offense. And I'm pretty sure lately, I don't know what exactly what the statistic is, but their shooting percentage over the last 11 or so games where they've been struggling is amazingly low. Like they're, they're not just... They're, they're not scoring as much, but they're still getting just as many shots as they were at the beginning of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see if the beginning of the season where they were probably shooting at like a 25% clip scoring on like every shot they threw on versus the last few games where it seems like they can't buy a goal. Uh, they got to put up 50 shots just to get um, a couple goals past the netminder. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if the Blues sort of even out somewhere in the middle uh, where they're maybe not throwing up 40 shots a game, but they're still scoring on more than like you know, 7% of their shots. Um, overall, I think this, this looking at the stats, it shows that 
while the Blues have been somewhat inconsistent, their offense has remained consistent. And even when they're struggling to score, they're still generating a ton of offense, putting a ton of pucks on net, which means it's probably just a matter of time before the offense gets back on track. Not that it's not back on track right now. Um, you know, as we saw five unanswered goals last night, but I still think it's not at the level that it was at the beginning of the season. I, and I think it's going to end up somewhere in between, you know, they're not going to be scoring five, six goals a game, obviously. Um, but they're also not going to be scoring two goals on 50 shots every single night. It's going to be somewhere in between most likely, which is good. Um, the numbers don't lie. And the numbers show that the blues have been consistent in terms of generating offense and generating opportunities. It's just a matter of converting those scoring chances that needs to improve a little bit. Um, Overall, though, if I had to give the Blues a grade for the first quarter of the season, I'd probably go around like a B. I think with the way that they started the year, it was A+. Plus. Um, and then the next few games, down like a D. And then the few games where they've righted the ship has gotten them back uh, to about a B average, which I think goes to show that the Blues just need to play with a little bit more consistency. Um with the way that they looked at the beginning of the season compared to the way that they looked at the lows of this season compared to what they're looking like now, we've seen some pretty different Blues teams on any given night. Uh, but if, if there's anything that I think we can trust about Craig Ruby is that he can get this team to play consistently. We saw it in his first year uh, with the team, and we especially saw it in the playoffs. They play with a lot of consistency. They play their style. Um, and when they play their style, they're very, very difficult to beat. Um so that being said, I, I think moving forward, these next few games against Detroit, Chicago, Columbus, and then Tampa are going to be a big test because they're teams that the Blues aren't as familiar with. Um, besides Chicago, teams that the Blues haven't really played a lot in the past few years. Maybe you, your scouting report is a little bit more based on watching film and not based on past times playing them. So it's going to be a big test. It's going to be important for the Blues to establish their game early in every single one of those games. It's going to be important for them to play Blues hockey. Obviously, that sounds like a cliche, but especially against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going to want to push the pace and play their style. It's important for the Blues to play their style no matter how hard uh, their opponents push to get them out of that comfort zone because when the Blues are playing their style, they're playing good two-way hockey with a little bit of data, sprinkle of skill mixed in with Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas out there. I don't think there's any team out there that can beat them, um, but it's about finding that consistency, and that's been such a such a theme the last few weeks is consistency, and let's hope that we can see that over the next few games. But that being said, that's all the time I have today for this episode, but we'll have it all covered for you, all these upcoming games covered for you here on the Locked on Blues podcast. Uh, It's been a really fun month. We've gotten a ton of episodes out. YouTube has been so much fun. Uh, So thanks to JTAP and anyone else that was in the chat today. If you want to join him and chat with us during these episodes, you can hit that subscribe button on our YouTube, hit the notification bell because we live stream every single one of our episodes now on YouTube. So you can get in here, have your name read in the chat, have your questions read, talk to us while we're recording. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We really appreciate everyone that joins. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to us on your podcast platform, wherever it may be, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button there. That way, whenever we post a new episode, you'll get notified. You can follow us on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked on Blues. You can follow my Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Tommy's Twitter at TWelcher15. Thanks everyone so much for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you again before then. And as always, let's go Blues.